0: welcome to super entrepreneurs podcast today we have with us chris mo how are you chris
1: i'm doing pretty good thanks for having me and excited to chat
0: oh it's my pleasure, my friend. If you don't mind kind of taking the stage and introducing yourself, I mean, like what you do in your own words,
1: please. Sure, sure. So I'm Chris Mo. I'm the uh, CEO and co-founder of Cartograph. We're an agency, um, a marketing agency for food brands. So brands that you typically see in a Whole Foods, we help them sell on Amazon. So we do that for about 70 different brands. Brands that you might know that we work with, we work with Justin's Nut Butters, Pop Chips, uh, Magic Spoon Cereal, uh, Lemon Perfect. So a lot of better for you brands, um, food and beverage focused. We also do baby pet and skincare products as well. And um, also support a few of our clients on on Instagram. So we are a full service agency On the entire value chain, which means that we will manage and work on everything related to Amazon. So, what should you sell? How should how big should the package be? How do you label it? How do you set up your supply chain? How do you price it? And then we run the digital side as well, which is build your pages, work on the SEO, run the advertising, and then um, yeah, performance manage to your sales goals.
0: And do you do like a market analysis for the customer as well? Like you actually find the the items that will sell the best.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we do that both um, both kind of like continuously, like every month we're performance managing and adjusting to you know, like what's happening in the market. You know, we're rolling into the holidays right now. We're figuring out how to position for Black Friday, figuring out how to position for a holiday. And then actually for a lot of our brands in the you know healthy food world, positioning for New Year's resolutions. But then before we work with any brand, we actually do a reasonably in-depth two-way diligence process. Where we look at the brand, um, we evaluate their profitability on the channel, give a recommendation on how much they should spend for marketing, and then um, analyze their their competition and kind of assess uh, how big we think the brand could get.
0: And so how did you get into this specific niche? Um, you know, you hear a lot of a lot of Amazon companies, and they're usually very broad, right? Like any kind of item they help with. Um what was the story behind that? Like how did you actually get into food only?
1: Sure. So um I guess I can rewind it a little bit and tell you my my professional background. So I I worked at McKinsey, the consulting firm, for about five years. Um and in inside those years, I took two years in, and um, worked at a hedge fund to get familiar with finance and understand the investing world a little bit better. And along the way, picked up a couple side consulting brands, some of which were early stage consumer. So one of my early clients, this is back in 2014, was a coconut water company, worked with a couple of other beverage companies. Um, and so along the way, my co-founder, actually built the first Amazon team at GE's consumer electronics division. And so built that into a really big business selling light bulbs, extension cords, light switches, and that kind of stuff. And then um, he'd always been passionate about uh, Better For You and actually met someone at a party uh, who... Whose product he really liked. And they said they had uh, challenges with Amazon and he said, let me take a look. And that was his first client. So he called me up and said, Hey, you want, you want to help build this, you know, something about consulting. And I'd given him advice and the consulting realm and so forth. And so cartograph was born. We didn't necessarily set out to be only food and beverage, but what we quickly learned was that domain expertise is really, really important that categories end up being pretty different. And, and they're, not, they're not dramatically different, but they're different enough where the, the margins of winning or losing can be that difference. Um, understanding inventory management, understanding uh, margins and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, like if I had a food brand and I had to make a choice, I would definitely go with someone whose expertise in that is in that specific niche.
1: Yeah. Over, over time, it's evolved too. So first, first it was we figured out how to do food. We knew the investors. We knew kind of like the playbook of it. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a few niche things. And, and really, we're, we're not just doing food now. We're doing low ASP repeat purchase consumables, so, product that you use, you repeat purchase, isn't all that expensive, um, and the key things are one, your margins tend to be a bit lower. Food products just aren't aren't um, high margin products, and then second, inventory management is a primary um, is a primary capability for any of those any of those brands.
0: So, having enough stock available, making sure they're fulfilled on a regular basis.
1: Yep, having enough stock, and also not having too much. Both, both can be a, much, a painful yeah. problem. Yeah. If you, if you end up having they're expiring. perishables. Yep, exactly. Even, even if it's shelf stable, you know, it can expire in a year or expire in 18 months or something.
0: Do you enjoy what you do?
1: I really like it. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. We get to work with a lot of the coolest um, most innovative brands out there and uh, and work with a lot of really exciting founders And, um, what what I like to, to, uh, and then, and then also I really like the building of our organization. What, one of the things that I always keep in my mind is, um, the goal has always been helping people create better results than they even thought was possible. And so that, that goes for both our clients as well as our team. Really like help people learn to be not only good at e-commerce, but also, really good to client service people. And um, it's fun when you can see tremendous growth.
0: So you help with the actual customer service as well?
1: Um, A little bit, not so much customer service, but like our clients are, yeah, our clients are our customers. And the way that we play is like a, is fully um, like a full partnership model. So we're, teaching them how to do everything we're showing them how to do everything we're walking them through the process and educating them and um and so it it requires not just being a good good at the work but also a good communicator and proactive communicator and um good listener figure out how to ask good questions
0: do you work with, I think you mentioned this, but do you work with startups as well? Like if his a founder that has a cool idea, um, say, for example, he doesn't have any sales, uh, but he wants to launch it, um, would you be able to help someone like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. It would depend on, it, it sort of depends what the, what the engagement would look like, um, but we, we love talking to people in the, in the idea stage because we've at this point spoken with so many brands and looked at so many categories you know, over the last four or five years. We've looked at um, thousands of different brands and categories. And so it's pretty rare that we see a brand where we don't know what's going on in their category a little bit or have some background. And so we can tell them, okay, here are some of the competitive dynamics. Here's what it's going to take to win in this. Um, here's what's working for others. Um, So so that can be really helpful in formulation phase. And even even some pretty well-funded companies will come to us and say, okay, what's what's your feedback? We're thinking of getting ready to launch this. Is this the right thing? Assortment ends up being a big question. Um, But uh, generally the best phase for us to work with brands tends to be um, when they've already got a little bit of traction. What I like to say is they have a little bit of proof of product market fit they've sold their product they know who they're selling it to and they know the messaging
0: so what would your recommendations or advice would be to someone you know who's a startup has an idea it's in the formulation stage what they they should do to get to that point where you could
1: help them sure so First off, um, don't hesitate to talk to us. We're more than happy to always uh, have a conversation, that's awesome. Give, give our advice. And even if the time is that's right, great. you know, we're, we're, we're not, um, we're not inexpensive. So like that's, that really what is, what tends to be the, the rub is like, are, do you want to spend your time in the kind of like exploration phase paying us a bunch of money per month? Or do we want to wait until like, okay, we're going to generate real sales. We see a path. Um, What I would do if they're in the idea phase or like the early product phase, I think the most important thing is finding an audience that really, really is crazy about your product.
0: Like do a survey?
1: Um, I think do a survey, but with consumer goods, you really have to put the product into people's hands. So I guess guess it depends if, if you've made the product or not. Um, if you haven't made the product, yes, go and talk to a bunch of different people. The tricky thing is it's often hard to get people to understand what you have until you put it in front of them. And so much mm-hmm. of consumer goods is like branding, look and feel, what, it, what the experience of engaging with it looks like. Um, but you can do a ton of interviews to really get a sense of people's needs and then test your product. Um, I think brands that struggle... In that really early phase, I think they, they'll sometimes m- jump to conclusions about who they solve or what kind of problems they solve. So take, take it for example. Um, I, think, I think one of the trickiest things is if you play in a really big category. So if you play in a really big category where there's a lot of people who play in it, coffee is a great example ton of coffee brands coffee is actually one of the biggest categories in food definitely one definitely one of the biggest online um a lot of people assume okay there's a big enough category someone will just find me like i, I just need a tiny slice of it and it'll work
0: yeah and,
1: <laughs> and, and and it's true you only need a tiny slice of it but um but like the bigger the category the tougher it is to, like the more noise. And so really figuring out, okay, what is my position in the category? Who exactly is going to change their habits, by my product and like flip? And so that's, um, that's what I, I think is really important for a brand is like where ex- who exactly is my consumer and then getting affirmations that that's your consumer from the market and then adjusting your products to, and messaging to really talk to those. Um, consumers
0: hmm. and do you recommend them and trying to go about setting things up in Amazon themselves
1: so it it depends um, I'd say it it depends on what their capabilities are, what their budget is like, um, and what their channel strategy is. I think Amazon is, the benefits of setting it up by yourself, even if you're not going to invest very heavily, is the thing that takes the most time on Amazon is building up review base. And so if you can slowly start to accumulate reviews, it's something that will just take time no matter what you do. We have ways that we can help build them faster, but ultimately you still have to sell products to people. And so it just takes some time to build those up and What we say is you generally need like 50 to 100 reviews in order to start really advertising your products well. So that's something that like if you can can list it and get it started, it's a great thing to do. The one caution is um, making sure that your listings uh, don't make a promise that your consumers don't agree with. Because then you can sometimes get negative reviews. Something that we've ran into a couple times. A um, good example was a sugar substitute. And they said something as simple as one teaspoon of our sugar substitute is equivalent to one teaspoon of regular sugar. And they got reviews that said three stars. Sounds like Splenda. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that far <laughs> off. <laughs> they, and they got a review. It's actually more like 1.5 teaspoons to one three stars (laughs) or I have to put two teaspoons more, not just one, two
0: stars. Yeah. I understand. You gotta, you have to be careful, right? Like what you're putting on there because people can point those out.
1: Right. And it seems so minor, right? Like of course with any ingredient you're going to, right. Right. But people are going to object to it or they might say like, the picture doesn't have the same color. So I'm not sure if I like it, or, yeah. you know, or something like that. And there's always these little things. So we actually generally recommend that brands, right when they're launching, sell on another channel at least a few months to get that feedback because the. Um, Got it. Digging yourself in a review hole can be expensive or difficult to dig yourself out of.
0: Reviews is is a crucial part. You know, when you're going in Amazon, you always want to read through all the reviews because you're not looking at the product with your hands, right? You're just basing it on other people's experience. Um, And you mentioned there's a few ways um, to help with the reviews. Are you open to share any of them that could help anyone in that audience of of how to to gain some uh, reviews?
1: Sure, sure. So, the first one is Amazon's Vine program, which is a sampling program um, that, that you run through Amazon. It sends the product out to Amazon consumers for free, and then oh, nice. they'll review it. So they'll do up to 30 reviews per product. And so what, what you should do is if you're launching a product and say it's like you have three different flavors, you keep all those products separate. And so you get to do 30, 30, 30 for each of the flavors. Um, and you'll get thirty reviews, um, and after that's that, that's a great one. Want, yeah, af- after that, you can put the products together on one page. We call it like twisting it together. You know the variations; we can select the colors, and then you might have ninety reviews. That's and that's an easy one. It's Ooh. low cost. If you join Amazon's Launchpad yeah. program, it's free, um, which is also a free program. So that's that's probably the easiest one. There's also influencer agencies that specialize in review building. And so the good ones, it's, it's um, what, you, what you have to do is you have to make sure that you work with one that's reputable, that um, understands Amazon's terms of service and doesn't you know, get you into trouble because you're, you're not supposed to um, pay for any reviews. And so what they do is they have influencer networks that will try your product and you're basically paying them for posting and for promotion. And then through well, that... But that's fair. Some- they're...
0: they're- they're trying it right, like they're not giving a fake review.
1: Yep, and and the main thing is you're not making you're not paying them for the review, and so you only get some no of them, some reviews, not everyone reviews. I got him. it. Work through that. That's good. And so That's yeah, it, You know, yeah, it's not cheap. It's usually like a hundred dollars per review. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, those are those are two good methods to uh, to build some. Oh, uh, what
0: is your what is your number one? Number one site for the influencer.
1: Um, one one that uh, go to. Yeah, we we really like working with a, a platform called Stack Influence. They're really great. Uh, been a really great partner to us.
0: So what are you what are you guys thinking with this like? I don't know. I, I see some kind of a, a product coming from you guys, you know, you and the founder coming up with your, your own line of products because, hey, the stuff that you're working on and the people that you're working with, you're basically working with the heart, you know, like you, you will have that information. So is there any kind of plan for that? Are you, are you guys looking at creating your
1: own product? Yeah, you know, honestly, it's a question I get a lot and not really. Not really. Um, not
0: for now, maybe. Yeah. Not, not at the
1: moment. Not at the moment. We've, we've looked yeah. at it actually in years past, like years ago, we, we looked at it. And what's funny is that after working with um, you know, hundreds of brands, the, the, uh-huh. the one area of the entire brand journey that we don't do is, um, is mostly product development and manufacturing. And I see how difficult that is. And I see how it's not our capabilities and then um, so it makes me very cautious and we've been fortunate that there's um, plenty of demand for our services. So we've been able to grow. And so um, there's, there's also a, it's interesting. There's a cash efficiency question, which to get a return on a consumer products company is actually quite difficult because of like the amount you have to invest, the cash outlay, the fact that most the of the advertising. time, yeah, and then most of the time for for a um, consumer products on, entrepreneur, you make your money in equity value, not in actually cash, right? Like if you're if you're raising VC money, you're not generating a profit necessarily. You're like trying to build up the brand and then sell the, the brand. brand, and that's when you get bought. Exit. Yep. Yeah. And so for us, it's like, okay, we have this like, healthy cons- service business that we get um, and we get, we get commission checks for our sales and checks for our service. And what we would do is then add a bunch of um, team members, invest money that then would have a way longer um, return for us. So there's, there's like an, inter- yeah. there's an interesting question on like, does it actually make strategic sense for our business? And actually some would argue that if we were to do that, we'd have to do it like a totally separate entity. And so we could raise money. Separately. Oh, sorry. We we'd do it with a separate entity. So uh, yes. And Maybe like a probably, business, yeah. yeah, separate business, probably raise some money. But, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a super interesting question and, uh, and one that I think about a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's evolution, right? See where it goes. Um and you are you guys are already set up for helping people um establish grow. Um there can't be any better feeling than that, you know, it's just, just helping others grow, right?
1: Yeah. It's it's amazing when it when it works. It's really exciting when we have um growth stories and we've had um tons, dozens and dozens of growth stories. It's not it's not always you, easy wins. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: Sorry, I was just saying, can you share one of the, the, one of your biggest wins?
1: Sure. Um, one, one fun one that uh, I work on a lot, actually, is uh, Magic Spoon Cereal. Um, they're huh. the, the biggest better-for-you cereal brand, um, huge D2C D- player, and so we launched them early last year
0: DDC means
1: a direct to consumer direct to consumer direct
0: to consumer. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so we launched them early last year and um, they, within about nine months they were doing about a million dollars per month in sales on Amazon.
0: Amazing.
1: And uh, we're the largest launch in grocery on Amazon. And uh, in terms of dollars and boxes of cereal sold, are the most are the best selling cereal on Amazon? Beats Cheerios, Beats Life cereal, Beats Cinnamon really? Crunch. Yeah,
0: It's really healthy.
1: It's healthy. It's like um, grain free, low carb, higher protein. So kind of um, in sync with like the low carb um, keto trends, that kind of stuff. But um, they, yeah, they've, they've actually just they've they've just started launching into retail. So you can get them in Targets and Sprouts um, all over the U.S. now.
0: Cool. That's a really amazing win. I love hearing that. Can you share with us what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point?
1: Sure. It's a good, it's a good question. We actually just had our, um, our leadership team retreat last week. So we were talking about this, like what is, what is it that, uh, yeah, that, our, our strengths, um, I would say it's the combination of two things. It's, um, persistence and, um, and discipline and execution that we're always going to, what I like to say is a well, win on Amazon is about doing 50 little things right. Most of those things are not so hard, but you, if you miss one, you're not going to be the best. So it's discipline in that and also a curiosity and creativity, which is we are always so hungry for learning, for finding a new edge, finding a new opportunity. So you combine those two, which is like we're going to always follow this process day in, day out, and we're always hungry for finding new things. So, like, on our, on our team meeting, and our team meetings are pretty big now, we've got um, between 50 and 60 people. Every week nice. we spend about 15 minutes where we the entire room open knowledge sharing. What did, you, what did you learn on Amazon this week? What's the new edge, a new trick, a new... Um, idea Good. that you were able to, uh, you know, to, to get an edge with your brand. And I think that's, it's so core to what we do that we always need to be learning and always need to be finding a new um, yeah, n- new way to uh, grow sales a little bit more.
0: Well, I love it. I love it. It's all about growing sales. Awesome. I love the environment. I love the idea. I love the concept, especially the niche. Um, you know, uh, when people need the help, you know, it's always go to the expert that is, is as niche as possible, like micro niche. You know, I specialize in this and it fits my criteria. That's a really, really good match. And I'm glad that you guys are doing this. And I, I'm glad that you have um, this passion in the company and what you do. And, uh, you know, I know you must be quite busy with such a large team, and I appreciate you for taking the time to come on the show and sharing your story and and helping others.
1: Absolutely. It's been, been great talking to you.
0: Yeah, same here. Thank you so much, audience. Thank you so much again. appreciate you guys very much. Continue engaging the reviews and the guest. Definitely check out his information in the show notes. Um, and, um, you know, get in touch if you need any guidance or any help. If you're at any of those stages, you know, Chris is is a great guy. You can tell. um, Knock on his door, find out. Thank you again, and thank you, Chris.
1: Thanks, Hayid. Really great to meet you.